Hey everybody, it's Josh Rutledge, your co-host for Fearscape Paranormal Podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to support us more, please head over to our website, fearscapepodcast.com. There you can click on store and browse some really awesome t-shirts and maybe pick a couple up, or even go to our Patreon page and see how you can support us monthly. We love bringing you awesome content just as much as you like listening to it. Enjoy the show. The following program is presented for entertainment purposes. WCHQ does not necessarily endorse the ideas presented. Fearscape is a program that explores the legend and lore around many creepy and scary things. Information is researched and presented in an entertainment fashion and is presented based off of what we found. Legends have a way of changing over time. So... Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the first episode of 2020 of Fearscape. And uh, if you're listening on the radio station, it's the last episode of 2019. Uh, But no, this is Fearscape here on 100.9 WCHQ, uh, as well as the Destination Nation Network. We are very excited for you guys to be here today. My name is Stefan. I'm your host, as usual, joined, as usual, by my co-host, Mr. Josh Rutledge. How are you today? Hey, I'm pretty good. You didn't give me a descriptor today. Yeah, you know, it's the end of the year, beginning of the year, wherever this is, (laughs) and, you know, I figured I'd give you a pass. I didn't want you to have to, like... I don't know, make your New Year's resolution be about, you know, being more being more descriptor. Yeah. Okay, I got you. Um, But yeah, Happy New Year to everybody. Uh, Even if you're listening on the radio, it'll be here in just a day or two. Um, But we're very, very excited um, just about what next year is going to hold for us. Going to be great. Holy moly, do we got a lot of topics. But just a reminder, radio listeners, that this is your last opportunity to listen to Fearscape FM, the FM version, which is on 100.9 FM WCHQ. As sadly, the news has come out that WCHQ is... After 10 years closing its doors on December 31st. And so we will no longer be airing on WCHQ. You will be able to look through the archives and things like that as usual. But we just recommend that you begin to tune in to our podcast. So every Wednesday we uh, post our podcast to listen. There are so many places you can listen. You can listen on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, same thing there. Spotify. Yeah, Spotify, Stitcher. Breaker. Breaker. Tune in. iTunes. SoundCloud. You name it, it's probably there. Yeah, just search Fearscape. You'll find us. Uh, and follow us on Facebook yeah. uh, and Twitter and Instagram at Fearscape Pod. You'll be able to find us where we drop them there or, you know, just whatever. whatever. Subscribe to us wherever you listen to your podcasts and you'll be able to still follow up. We'll still be covering a lot of stuff in Kentucky because this is our home. Yep. And so we love Kentucky stuff. And uh, But anyways, I want to get moving on. Yep. Uh, just moving wanted in. to say thank you so much to WCHQ for yes. housing us for the past year. Thank we you have very much. enjoyed it very, very much. And uh, thank you to all of our very loyal listeners that listen you know uh on the radio or online thank you so much for tuning in fearscape fm and uh just keep sticking around for fearscape the podcast so uh this week um we decided to do something fun uh we wanted to cover a top 10 episode we hadn't really done one of those yet and so we decided to cover the uh 10 conspiracy theories you may not have heard of yep and so and let me tell you, it was really interesting <laughs> looking into these. So. <laughs> oh, I'm sure I, I've just finished season two of Hellier and they talk a lot about some conspiracy theories. And I am like, just I've, I bought a couple books already. Like I'm I'm ready for this episode because my brain is just soaked in just conspiracy right now. Uh, but before we get to that, I want to get into a little bit of spooky news. All right, so uh, I've got two things here for Spooky News. Um, The first one being 
that uh, it's kind of a retrospective here from the New York Post talking about how 2019 was a banner year for credible UFO sightings. Uh, And since we're at the end of the year or the beginning of the year, depending when you're listening, this is a perfect time to (laughs) talk about. Or if you're a time traveler. Yeah, if you're a time traveler. (laughs) Um, But the the article itself opens up by saying, it's been a hell of a year for unidentified flying objects. Uh, So once thought to be fictional works used to sell tabloids, 2019 has been awash with news of UFOs, alien, and strange phenomena from verifiably sane sources. Um, And they reference a couple here. So in May, they talk about the Pentagon admitted that it investigates UFOs soon after Navy pilots claimed to not only have seen but recorded UFOs during training exercises in 2004 and 2015. Then in November, another report in Popular Mechanics confirmed that after the 2004 incident, two unknown individuals took the data tapes away and wiped the Navy hard drive. Ooh. Meanwhile, wipe it down. <laughs> wipe it down. Wipe it down. Meanwhile, just around the time the Popular Mechanics report was released, unidentified flying objects were captured on video off North Carolina's Outer Banks, and the Army announced a partnership with uh, Blink One Eighty Two frontman Tom DeLonge, who we've talked about a lot, uh, yep. to the Stars Academy to research alien technology. Uh, But while astronomers say humans finding aliens may take a long time, 2019 was a particularly active year for UFOs visiting the Earth. And in fact, according to uh, the National UFO Reporting Center, on September 21st in Galapagos, good Lord, (laughs) good Lord, Ohio, a husband uh, who was law enforcement and his wife, who was a scientist, was sitting outside their recreational vehicle at a public campsite, and they witnessed a very bright light approach their campsite from the south in an erratic manner, appearing to slow or stop on several occasions as it drew near. It got within 50 yards, they estimate, of their campsite, at which time, out of a sense of alarm, the husband, of course, reached for his 45 caliber sidearm, but he felt unable to use his arm or lift the gun. The object estimated by the witnesses to have been approximately 20 feet in diameter, hovered nearby for approximately eight seconds, and then suddenly accelerated towards the west and disappeared. It accelerated. It, it, did, it did accelerate. Accelerate. <clears throat> uh, don't hate. Uh, but yeah, there's a number more. I mean, we've got four or five different things that go on here, and uh, it just covers a lot a lot of the stuff that we covered this year. So Yeah. I mean, why do, why do, so why do people always, if you carry a gun, why do you just want to shoot the UFO? I don't know. I'm not going to shoot a UFO. That's, they got lasers. <laughs> they got lasers. Or phasers. <laughs> or phasers. phasers. Uh, but yeah, very good year for spooky news. Oh, and, yeah. and, and, and and I have noticed going back listening that a lot of our spooky news has been alien related. And I think this is why. Um, but the second one, everyone kind of knows this. And it's kind of um, it's just something that's happened that uh, the Space Force has gone from joke to reality. It was officially... Uh, Funded. Funded two days ago. Um, So this is uh, one of the only things I'm actually kind of excited about for the Trump administration doing. At first, I thought it was kind of goofy, but then I'm like, ah, we probably need this. If all the stuff Tom DeLonge is talking about, we may need this. Right. Um, But uh, they proposed the Space Force as the sixth branch of the United States military, uh, and it has now been officially funded, though technically it's underneath and housed at the Air Force. It is still considered its its own separate branch. But yeah, the House authorized its establishment as part of a defense authorization bill um, and of course a number of Democrats even voted for this so everybody is all about a spacefaring warfighting military service thanks to good old fashioned backroom wheeling and dealing so <laughs> space force but I mean it's the same thing um, I did some research and they were talking about the Air Force was considered dumb as well they were just like yeah. who's going to use this well and, I mean until 1947 is when the Air Force was officially established yeah because it was all it was mostly all, done through the Navy it was all through the army actually oh army it was the army corps of because i know the navy has a lot of air army air corps was <clears throat> so like all during world war ii and everything all of those air stuff all that stuff was all part of the army mm-hmm. except maybe in the in the pacific it might have been navy but right yeah so yeah good stuff interesting i just think of top gun so i just yeah top about. gun in space the top gun in space yep yeah, so I guess that's our spooky news. So um, let's go ahead and uh, you've got something special for us. Yeah, so I, I was really thinking about it the last couple episodes, and I want to do a little uh, a PSA, a, a paranormal service announcement. <laughs>
yeah. So, um, so this is our uh, our paranormal service announcement. It, it really, I've just got thinking about it over the last couple times. We've talked about uh, you know reading listener stories and our own experiences and our guest experiences, and uh, it seems to be kind of a common thread. In fact, we've mentioned it several times um, about um, as a child you have an experience and you try to tell your parents, and they say um, how you have such a wild imagination. I got to thinking about it the other day, and you know I'm I'm a I'm a parent. And I've got two little kids, and uh, if one of them were to come to me and say, "Hey, uh, Papa, I saw a ghost, or I saw I saw a shadow man in my bedroom," um, my first instinct might be to say, "You have such a wild imagination," only because I don't want to scare them more, right? right? Right. But I think that there is something to be said for maybe acknowledging. That there are things that can't be explained, mm-hmm. and uh, re- maybe redirecting or helping them to process and understand what that thing is, so that they don't grow up with some some level of resentment that 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 someone that didn't really believe in them or right. thought they were a liar or whatever the case may be. So, so this is a a call out to to parents out there that if you have a child that has experienced something like that. Even if um, you're scared, it scares you, whatever, talk through it with them. Help them process it and understand what's happening. Um, maybe even talk about the fact that there might be ghosts out there and there might be aliens. Mm-hmm. But talk about them, you know, obviously at the level that a child can understand. Sure. But, I mean, just blanketly saying you have a wild imagination does, I think, more damage than actually talking and, through. And we've been hearing a lot of that in our listener stories. In fact, the listener story I have today mentions that. Um, and that is a pretty commonplace thing. And, you know, uh, I, I don't know where you officially stand on psychic gifts, but psychic gifts, I mean, that's one of those things that it, it, they can be dampened down and then you don't know what to do with them because they were never yeah. talked about uh, and so I always, there are therapists out there that are open to that. And um, my sister found one okay. and they were very open with her to talk to her about that as a way to help her process yeah. that more. But see, so. I mean, you know, thinking, I, I don't want to you know, necessarily get into your particular family situation here, but I suspect that um, your parental uh, guidance may not have been as open with you and your sister when you were younger. Mm-mm. And so that has led you down the, some of the path that you're down now. Obviously, there's probably some other things there too, but just, <laughs> <laughs> but just to get to the point where, you know, had your dad or your mom said, "Hey, you know, that's that's really interesting. Let's talk about that some more," mm-hmm. and kind of encourage you to process that, it might have been a little different, right? Especially with the easy access to the internet. <laughs> you oh yeah, know? today's age. Oh yeah, you know, like I can understand my dad didn't want to drive us down to the library, right? And find books and go through the card catalog. <laughs> you know, he didn't have the uh, the Encyclopedia Britannica. He's just his, like, here's Ghostbusters. Let me know what you think afterwards. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> but yeah, so that's that's my uh, that's my PSA. Kind of starting out the new year. Let's you know everybody's talking about their their New Year's resolutions and all that kind of stuff. And that, this wouldn't necessarily be a New Year's resolution, but just maybe taking a point to. If your child brings you something weird like that that you can't explain, work with them. Especially if you're listening to the show, yeah. you're already into it. You're so. already kind of into it. So, so yeah. And I will tag that with the more you know. <laughs> Copyrighted. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into these. Uh, we are moving into our topic for the eve of 10 conspiracy theories you may not have heard of. I would like to start with. Uh, so. The, the very first one that I... So let me quickly say, I did a lot of looking for conspiracy, and there's a lot mm-hmm. of stuff out there. Mm-hmm. But you know what I found really more interesting than anything is that I didn't... When I would do, like do a Google search for conspiracy theories or even put in specific things like, I don't know, uh, space conspiracy theories, I would come up with like one or two little hits on like mainstream... Uh, what should we call mainstream sites mm-hmm. like space.com right. or, or something like that. But 
Google didn't return for me any of the uh, back alley. Uh, really? Uh, you got to go to the deep web, man. <laughs> <laughs> so when I, when Get your it, Tor browser going <laughs> and find some real stuff. So what I like, what I ended up doing is I, I subscribed to a couple of those things on uh, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. They got all kinds of crazy stuff. Oh, so. yeah. There's a couple really good sites out there. Top 10 does a lot of really cool stuff. There's a lot of really good YouTube channels that I get like in rabbit holes on. Yeah. So, I mean... Um, some of these, I've got to admit, some of these when I came across them, I had heard of, mm-hmm. but I thought, well, you know what, maybe I'm maybe I'm a little more of a crackpot than most people, and so maybe other people haven't, and that's why I included <laughs> them on the list. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, what's your first one you were talking about? Yeah, so this is the uh, the dead cosmonaut. Oh, so the Russian dudes. Yeah, so this is back like during space race, you know, so mm-hmm. back in the in the sixties. No and, one was alive then. <laughs> <laughs> Back before, the, I mean, this is even before the government created the internet. So <laughs> this is before space force. Right. I mean, think about it. The uh, the computing power that sent a man to the moon, whether you believe that or not, um, can can be replaced today with a Texas Instruments calculator. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. So anyway, so you got during the sixties, the, uh, the the Soviet Union and the United States, of course, are racing to try to be. You know, the first people in the space and then the first people on the moon and so on and so forth. So um, the uh, Soviet Union was actually the first one to put a a probe in space. And that was uh, 1957 when they launched Sputnik. Um, And then later in uh, in 1961, the Soviet Union dealt with American space program uh, when they put the cosmonaut Yuri uh, Gagarin uh, became the first human in space. But... According to the Giusea Cordigolio, yeah, it's Italian, uh, <laughs> brothers, <coughs> the, uh, they actually set up a listening station in Italy to intercept communication between ground and spacecraft for both American and Soviet missions. No, 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 no. Really? Because, man, I've seen interviews with this guy, and his just being the first, it just... It's amazing to hear the things he talked about and stuff. Yeah. And so now you don't tell me it wasn't the first one. So according to these guys, they intercepted um, communications uh, between the Soviet Union on the ground and the Soviet Union in space of this first cosmonaut actually basically getting stuck in orbit and not being able to come back down and slowly dying in space. Oh, my God. <laughs> so... You know, it was supposedly covered up, and the Soviet Union has denied the whole thing um, of because course. because That's that what would they do. you know. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it, it, but, you know, according to this conspiracy, uh, this guy uh, Yuri was not the first one. He was just the first one to go and come back. Man, I believe it. I mean, uh, uh, God, look how long they denied Chernobyl. You know, like <laughs> it's like until they at there was just they could not not right right right. But this thing is he still floating up there? Or did he come down? Did it say it doesn't say if he actually came down eventually? But there's a lot of actually debris around the Earth. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's just satellites that have been abandoned that don't work anymore. Um, back in like uh, 2014 or something like that, China uh, shot like a missile at one of their satellites. And blew it up, and it's all just all this debris floating around in space. <laughs> it's gonna be you're gonna uh, they're gonna finally get all that stuff and make dollar store stuff out of it. <laughs> <laughs> I figure we're like the space force is like one step away from uh, us just launching all of our garbage into space. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. God. It, you know it's like a lot of fun sci fi stuff. I've talked about that for a long time. Yeah. And so, but yeah, so that's me. the uh, that's the dead cosmonaut conspiracy. Wow. So we there's no proof, there's nothing, of course, but man, would love to dig into those <laughs> Soviet files, man. So I mean, you know, possibly there's this this I guess I don't. I mean, would you decompose in space? It depends. If if all the systems go out, no, you're just gonna freeze. You're just gonna freeze, right? Yeah. So it's just, just like a mummy. Yeah, just in a spacesuit, floating around in a in a capsule. Oh around. man, that puts haunted stuff up there. Oh, a whole new level, right? <laughs> <laughs> you know, you're talking about the uh, in one of the episodes, a couple episodes ago, we were talking about if uh, you know, like if you're flying and a guy has a heart attack on a plane, right? It's his ghost up at that like thirty thousand mm-hmm. feet. So this guy's trapped. Yeah. So when our when our astronauts go to the International Space Station and they fly through that area, do they? Right, see a guy drinking vodka. (laughs) (laughs) 
So yeah, I mean that's interesting. So. Shoo wee, Deputy Dog. Well, I want to talk about the secret moon base, um, especially because the Nazi stuff. There's a really great movie called. Well, it's not great. It's terrible. But Iron Sky. Yeah, I know what you're talking and about. There's actually I think two or three of them now, but they they definitely propose the whole Nazis building. Uh, secret moon base but what this talks about is that our moon factors heavily into a few different space conspiracy theories one such theory is that not only have we been to the moon but someone has built a fully functional lunar base on the far side obviously now this one i've heard and i i've heard recently nasa saying they're going to be going to the south pole yeah um or something like that yep and that actually comes up a little later in another conspiracy <laughs> i'm like yeah because they need to deliver food um anyways uh so the moon is in of course a tidal lock with the earth uh this means that the rotation of the moon has slowed down over millions of years to the point where the same side of the moon always faces our planet it's called tidal locking and it means that whenever you look at the moon you'll always see the same features and of course that means that the other side is kind of called the dark side of the moon yep. pink floyd did not uh, create that term. Nope. So you have to admit that a base located on the far side would be pretty safe from prying eyes. Right. But who 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 built it? Right. Who right. who would have built it besides us? I mean, we talked about us, but I mean, there are theories that postulate everything from Nazis, like I talked about in World War II, to the United States, to even aliens. We've certainly had a look at the far side of the moon a few times. Many of the Apollo missions passed the other side and took amazing photographs, but images and video from these passes show no signs of secret moon bases, though who knows, they could have created Photoshop. Well, I mean, and it's dark. Yeah, and it, it is I mean, dark. You're taking pictures in 1961 with a camera, Yeah, you know, or even the 70s. I think some of the later missions were in the 70s, but yeah. still, the camera functionality was not that great in the 70s it's basically like a polaroid mounted on a on a baseball <laughs> <Nice. you know? laughs> uh it doesn't help conspiracy theorists that some of the evidence they pointed to in the past turns out to be promotional efforts for movies like iron sky or even transformers dark side of them or dark of the moon so far it appears that science fiction is the only place that you're going to find a lunar base now i did see uh last week i believe there was a uh, press conference from nasa and they talked about we're going like we're building a colony on the moon yeah. soon, and one of the things that they want to do is actually build um, basically a, like a telescope type thing on the on the other side of the moon, right? Because then it would be uh, no no noise or yeah. you know, tel no radio signals or any of that kind of stuff from Earth, and so it would be more likely to pick up good strong signals from any alien mm -hmm. stuff out there. I'm very excited about it. Um, and I, I wonder, um, all those people that bought land on the moon all those years oh, ago, yeah. do you remember? I wonder if that's going to become official. Oh, I know. I mean, it, well, that whole thing is kind of weird because did that guy even have rights to sell land on the moon? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. But I know people that have passed yeah. their land what's, down in their will on the moon. What's that? What's that thing that like it's uh, the guy sold the Brooklyn br Bridge or whatever? Like I don't remember what that something yeah something like that, and he wasn't legitimate because he didn't actually have the rights to sell it. <laughs> but whatever, whatever. You know, I got my I got my uh, acre on the moon, and I got my pet rock, and I'll be all right. Yep. Let's talk about uh, Saturn's hexagon. Uh, Saturn's uh, hexagon, which there's an image that goes with this, which is amazing, but. Uh, there is a, uh, a hexagon on Saturn. Uh, in case you don't know, Saturn is a ring planet. Not that it what? matters. Yeah. Not the only one, anyway. Um, the uh, bizarre six-sided structure on the uh, round planet's north pole. Um, basically, the straight lines and polygons are not so common in nature. So, like, what is it? Is it alien? Is it, you know, um, something else? So, immediately after uh, Voyager uh, returned, uh, not the uh, USS Trek. Voyager. <laughs> I mean, case. it took them a while. It, yeah, I mean, it, you know. Seven years. A long time ago, like, you know, anyways. So, after they returned first images of Saturn's strange feature, uh, even stranger theories arose to explain it, including that it was somehow related to alien technology. Or perhaps even was a gateway to hell. So, yeah. Uh, why would a gateway to hell be on Saturn? I don't know. How would you get there? You know, charter a plane, I guess. I mean, this is already pushing me towards uh, Event Horizon, you know. Yeah, yeah. Wasn't that Saturn? 
yes. I believe, no, it was Jupiter. Was it Jupiter? I believe I, c- so. I can't remember which planet it was. But. I don't remember. I get I get that one and uh, 2001 Space Oddity. Odyssey mixed Oddity. up. Oddity. <laughs> that's a whole different movie. But, <laughs> but yeah. But yeah, that's, I get those two mixed up sometimes. I can see that. Is what, see what that. planet they go to. Mm-hmm. But yeah. Um, but yeah, so the... Uh, Basically, it is a, it's not artificial, but rather a weird-looking hurricane at Saturn's pole. Uh, NASA has done several flybys of the region with the Cassini spacecraft, studying the haze particles and other features of the storm to learn why more about this weird properties. So, here's the thing. Uh, We think we know it's a hurricane, but really until we, like, Put a spacecraft right there. Do we really know? No, we don't. We no. we can take pictures and we can, you know, study those pictures and we can take pictures with different uh, light spectrums to measure the other spectrums of light that we can't see. Um, but we we really don't know why it causes it. So until we can decide what, well, yeah, I mean, we use the knowledge we have right to yeah. justify what we see. Right. So we have let's let's say that we have a hypothesis that it's a hurricane. But we don't really know that it's not alien technology at this point. Hmm. I don't know. I like going back to the theory of hell. <laughs> <laughs> that it's a portal. It's like a stargate there left. <laughs> and it's really not hell. It's it's just Muncie, Indiana. Yeah, or someplace <laughs> in Wisconsin. Right. <laughs> <laughs> or Death Valley, I guess. I don't know. Well, speaking of hell... Um, the number four one I've got here is that the Hadron Collider will open the gates of hell. Hmm, I can feel Dan Aykroyd screaming with yes right now. Um, Conspiracy theorists the world over were made nervous by the installation of CERN's large Hadron Collider on the French-Swiss border. Uh, And yes, absolutely, we are all still kind of freaked out. Uh, Especially with the... I mean, I remember at the time when they were going to turn it on, everybody was afraid it was going to like cause Just, a black hole. Yeah, cause a black hole. Um, when it switched on for the first time in 2008, some feared that the massive underground loop, uh, which sends particles crashing into each other at lightning speed, would, of course, create a black hole that would swallow up the Earth. Now, when this didn't happen, theories moved on to the possibility that the Large Hadron Collider would open up a portal between Earth and another kind of existence. Some scientists, including Stephen Hawking, have said that bending space-time is theoretically possible, leading many conspiracy theorists to expand on their musings in every direction. Specific hypotheses around CERN range from the fact that a wormhole to another universe will be opened to the idea that the underground ring will open the gateway to hell. These fears were further fueled in 2016, so just three years ago. Yep when photos emerged of a lightning storm over the general region of the Hadron Collider, Metro reported. Some believe the scientists at CERN who discovered the Higgs boson, often dubbed the God Particle, use that ruse to cover up the fact that they are actively working to summon God or a God. Mostly the God referred to as not a benevolent one, but Shiva the Destroyer. Now the proof here? There is a Shiva statue, a gift from India, outside the center, and the four letters of CERN appear at the front of Cernunios, which is a Celtic horned god of the underworld. And CERN actually stands for Conseil European pour la French. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, yeah, you know, um, Dan Aykroyd had an idea for quite some time. His idea for Ghostbusters three years and years ago uh, involved the Higgs boson. Well, I mean, if we were, if we turned, I mean, I'm, I'm still not convinced that we didn't turn it on, and it didn't turn someone fridge into like a portal to another dimension. <laughs> <laughs> Rick Moranis isn't out there somewhere being transformed into a dog-like right. creature. And he's like, I wanted to retire. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, just the the Hadron Collider itself, let alone Higgs boson and stuff like that. I even believe, like maybe last year or something, they were able to teleport so- like uh, protons. I think so. They have actually. I, I was watching something not too long ago on the Science Channel, and uh, I don't remember this has happened before or after the uh, collider was switched on, but um, they actually were able to teleport a particle. Right. That's um, what I was thinking yeah. of. Yeah. So, but what they what they found is is that, and this is why they say the teleportation, like you see in Star Trek, is not possible, is that. When they they actually just created a copy of the particle somewhere else, mm-hmm. so 
there was now two particles. So if you took that same mentality, if they really were to transport you, there would be two U's. And i got to tell you, one's more than enough. Yeah. <laughs> it's almost like Avatar in a way. Yeah. You know. Transform your, your consciousness. Yeah. Or uh, what's uh, uh, Mars, uh, the John... John Carpenter. <laughs> John Carter of Mars. John Carter of Mars. You know, he transports himself. Yeah, right, so. exactly. And I I don't know. I, it, all of this is crazy. And we have not even tapped into the potential of what this thing can do, nor do I believe we've even been told everything it's done. Well, that's probably true, too. You know, and it just, you know, it's always amazing when sci-fi movies start to seem more real. Yeah. You know, and it, even goofy, but, I, you know, it's like I think of... Uh, uh, Howard the Duck, like how they were trying to yeah. bring those evil, evil aliens, you know, right. in, and just all kinds of different stuff like that. And then we tap into possible like other dimensions, and ex- it says another kind of existence, right? You know, and I'm really getting more into the multi-dimensional theory as opposed to um, space theory and things like that. And it's like, are we, are we, you know, you think of Star Trek, you know, is this? what's going to bring the Vulcans, right? You yeah. know, like, because of four, we always thought it was space. Right. What if it's not space? What if it's multidimensional? What if we right. tap into these dimensions via this, you know, this Hadron Collider, right. and that's when the, quote, quote, Vulcans show up? Well, and, and we've talked about it before about, um, you know, the, the, the possibility of why some of the... So there's a there's a theory, which we don't cover here, but there's a theory that says that alien 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 encounters started to occur more often on Earth after uh, we dropped the first uh, atomic, atomic bomb, bomb. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and then there's a there's a theory that says that they kind of dropped off as our technology improved. Um, but what if it's because they, you know, our our scientific mind had not caught up to our military mind, right? And so now our scientific mind is catching up, and so that's why 2019 was a record year for. You know, alien, uh, you know, encounter stories because they're starting to take an interest again because our scientific mind is catching back up to our military mind. Exactly. I, I, I don't doubt that. And then with the prevalence of the Internet, more people are able to access knowledge and yep. do more things. And do more. And we're, yeah. we're, you no longer have to have a degree to be able to study. And I would say that as a, as a society, we are growing in the encouragement of that open thinking. Yes, Absolutely. So, yeah. All right. Moving on. Planet Nine will kill us. Yeah. Planet Nine. Isn't there a... Yeah, that's what I was say. Uh, what's his name? Ed Wood in that, in that um, Planet Nine. Well, there's a... In Men in Black 2, um, they have to find the light of Zarka or whatever. And, it, <laughs> and it's... It, the, Did the, you talk about that documentary? <laughs> <laughs> well, there's a... There's a documentary. They go into like a movie uh, store, and there's a documentary about that they have to look at to watch to understand where the light of Zarfa is. And I believe uh, the name of the documentary is something to do with Planet Nine. Hmm. Uh, and, you know, I don't know. This is just my memory, so I don't know. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so in April 2016, uh, the New York Post tweeted uh, a newly discovered planet could destroy Earth as soon as this month. I mean, obviously, it didn't happen because Whew. that was <laughs> you know, me worried, man. three and a half years ago. But um, the newspaper was referring to Planet Nine, a theoretical planet at the edge of the solar system. Uh, an accompanying video also claimed that the new planet would be throwing all sorts of asteroids and comets at Earth, which would supposedly end up pummeling our planet. Although the planet's existence... Has not been confirmed. Astronomers are actively looking for it to explain motions of some objects in the icy uh, uh, Cooper Belt. Cooper, Cooper, you know, Kuiper, Kuiper Belt is actually what it is. Gary Cooper. Yeah, Gary Cooper Belt. <laughs> <laughs> A vast region of icy objects. I think it is the Kuiper Belt, anyways. Beyond uh, Neptune. If the planet is actually found, the California Institute of Technology's Mike Brown. Uh, it says who, are, who is one of the original backers of the Planet Nine theory says the planet will pose no threat to us. So if it's there and we find it, it means no threat. How can you say that it means no threat if we don't know if it's there? Right. It's like which came first, the chicken or the egg? You know. <laughs> right. Uh, and that, that also reminds me of Planet X. 
you know yeah. we haven't that's not on our list but planet x is really an interesting theory that's been around for over a hundred years um pretty interesting that they're that they've discovered via math yeah <laughs> like <laughs> yeah there's we haven't seen it and they say that it's obstructed by neptune all the time that's well, why they can't see yeah, it i mean i did come across that uh when i was looking yeah. um and it, i mean one of the things that they say is that uh there's a there's like a sub conspiracy of that that says that the government knows that it's there and they force all the observatories to close whenever it passes close to earth so that no one can see it and yeah. find it <laughs> but the uh you know the the flaw in that theory is that they can't force every uh um uh, you know amateur astronomer from not using their telescope <laughs> mm-hmm. when it would supposedly pass so yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah there was even for a while when pluto was discovered they thought that that was planet x and then of course they were like oh it's too small and things like that yeah uh, but planet night sometimes gets confused for planet x but they are very different yep they are very, very if different. i remember correctly uh planet nine is on the outside of the solar system yes whereas planet x was more on the in- inside of the solar system like yep. closer to earth so it is and speaking of planets, planet Nibiru will kill us. Nibiru? Nibiru. Okay, so we've talked about nine and we've talked about ten. Let's talk about twelve here. You see, conspiracy theorists say another dangerous planet out there is Nibiru, which was first mentioned in the 1976 book The Twelfth Planet by Ze- Zechariah Sitchkin. Sitchin. In the book... Sitchin translated ancient Sumerian cuneiform and claimed that the text is proof of a planet beyond Neptune called Nibiru that orbits the sun every 3,600 years. Now, years later, self-proclaimed psychic Nancy Leiter claimed to have communicated with extraterrestrials who said Nibiru would collide with Earth in 2003. Oops! When that didn't happen, the date was moved to 2012 and, of course, linked to the 2012 doomsday uh, predictions because of the Mayan calendar. And uh, just a reminder, that didn't happen. Uh, Of course, the collision never happened. The world didn't end in 2012, and no astronomer has ever found a planet on a collision course with Earth. Now, I will say there are rogue planets that are not in rotation places uh, that have disconnected from their own right uh, their stars went supernova yeah and they're just floating around out there so it's it's possible they're actually called dark planets um there's actually a couple of uh good articles out there online to look out if you want to check it out but look up dark planets it's really cool uh what they what they know is out there or what they think is out there so yeah yeah that um the whole uh you know uh Planet Nibiru and thing, you know, so we've talked a little bit on the show about um, multi-Earths or, you know, uh, mm-hmm. mul- the multiverse. There's 52 of them. Well, <laughs> <laughs> there's probably a bit more than now, that. According to DC Comics, there are 52 <laughs> of them. So so what if, like, uh, this person um, did have that connection and what if it did happen? Right. On a multiverse. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Who who freaking knows? And that and that's the thing, especially if we get into the mandala effect that we're constantly shifting dimensions, you know, that at one point we could have had contact with them in the dimension we sat in for that time. Right. Yep. Who knows? Good stuff. Good stuff. What do you got next for us? The reptilian elite. Oh, yeah, man. (laughs) uh, Doctor Who talks about these guys. So, yeah, the uh, the reptoid hypothesis is a conspiracy theory which advances the argument that reptilian humanoids live among us with the intention of enslaving the human race. It has been championed by former BBC sports presenter David Ike. Is that right? Yep. Okay. Who believes he, uh, the likes of Bob Hope, Not members Bob Hope. of the royal family, and former U.S. Presidents George W. Bush and Bill Clinton are part of the Anunnaki race who came to Earth for monotomatic gold. Uh, Critics accused Ike of anti-Semitism, alleging that his talk of reptiles was code for Jews, but he clarified that the lizards to which he referred were literal, not metaphorical. This is a huge one. This is one, strangely, a lot of people have heard of. The lizard people. Right. Like, and everybody laughs about it, but there's a lot of people that believe it, man. I mean, some of the stuff we've talked about on here, I mean, just, just a couple episodes ago, we talked about the clawed beast of the Ohio. Yeah. You got the Loveland frog people. Mm-hmm. And you know. <laughs> I think about the show V. 
You yeah. know, I mean, just yeah. stuff like yeah. that. I mean, it's like this is Great a show, by the way. It is yeah. both both the remake and the yeah. original. Um, but yeah, it's like the 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 lizard people, man. People, this is a big one yeah. for people <laughs> like that. You see it a lot of cons and stuff. There are always lizard people uh, booths. <laughs> it's the Gorn, I think. He's on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Gorn himself from Star Trek. Is on <laughs> so yeah, I mean, it, the whole. Uh, I mean, even a lot of the uh, uh, talk about aliens and stuff, there's even believed to be, you know, that that is one of the alien races out there is a reptilian race of aliens. And when people talk about their encounters with aliens, they oftentimes refer to or talk about reptilian uh, aliens that they had encounters with. So, you know, they've been here. um, They've been square. Yeah. I mean, you know, um, uh, the Doctor Who talks about that the race lives underground. Um, they live in the center of the earth, which is Irving stuff as well. Yep. Um, yeah. The, l- let's just say that there is a lot. Or not Irving, Jules Verne. Sorry. Jules Verne. Absolutely. Yeah, but, but yeah, I mean, it's um, there's a lot of detail or a lot of different uh, strands, let's say, for the reptilian theory. Uh, well, here comes my favorite. This is number eight on our list. <laughs> this is that Prince Charles is a vampire. Hear me out. Hear me out, okay? <laughs> like all good conspiracy theories, Josh, this one has some basis in fact, so we're going to look at it. All okay? right. All right, here we go. According to genealogy records, Prince Charles is believed to descend from the Vlad the Impaler, of course, the inspiration for right. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Correct. First revealed in Ian Moncrief's 1982 book, Royal Highness, the prince can trace his lineage back through his great-grandmother, Queen Mary, the consort of George V, to Vlad IV, the half-brother of this notorious ruler. Yeah, so I'm... I'm lost there. I'll just take your opinion. I'll take your uh, word <laughs> take, for it. Don't call it an opinion. <laughs> uh, the heir to the throne has even appeared in a promotional video for the Romanian National Tourist Office joking, Transylvania is in my blood. Now, it's very possible. You know, his dad is is Greek, um, so that whole Eastern yep. European. Yep. So it's very possible they could have come from that line. Uh, royals tend to stick together and move very yep. closely. Um, so, you know, his father was very Greek. So who knows? Um, and in fact, in fact, Prince Charles has even joked saying Transylvania is in my blood. Ah, ah, ah. He <laughs> didn't add the last part, but I did. Uh, in 2017, it was reported that Prince Charles had even been offered the honorific title of Prince of Transylvania because of his links to the region and promotion of Transylvania as a tourist destination. All this has proved fertile ground for conspiracy theorists who claim, like the rest of the royal family, Prince Charles is not all that he seems and may in fact have more in common with his infamous ancestor than just a drop of blood. Harper's Bazaar says that one of the reasons this theory carries weight is because of the disease porphyria is present amongst the royals. Porphyria is an iron deficiency disease that makes skin sensitive to sunlight. Yeah. Well, interesting that, you know, the one that I read before this, the reptilian elite, the royal families included there. Mm -hmm. What if the... uh, Vlad the Impaler was a reptilian elite as well. <laughs> we've got it figured out, <laughs> folks. Oh, wait, we've got it all figured out. We got it figured out. So that is uh, that is interesting. I think he could be a vampire. I mean, look at Queen Elizabeth. I mean, she's still kicking. She's like ninety something, and I don't know if she's still kicking. I'm pretty sure if she kicks something. No, she I saw kick. a video of her doing uh, cartwheels on this documentary called The Naked Gun. And um, have you ever seen that? <laughs> It's got Leslie Nielsen in it. Um, no, she she's still kicking, though, man. I mean, she's kicking hard, and her mother lived for quite a yeah. while. Um, it's just, I mean, some people just have it genetically that they live. I mean, they're kind of they live longer. Yeah, they live you longer. Know, people have all kinds of genetic, um, not genetic, but uh, health issues. But somehow they ended up living. You know, you, it's funny. You always ask those people, "What's the secret to life?" And they say, like. You know, a Coke and a smile or right. Dr. Pepper or, or one cigarette a day and a glass of wine. Yeah, or, you know, I ate 12 pounds of bacon. Or, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, if you ask Everybody's Pri- different. If you ask Prince Charles, it's because he drinks blood. He does <laughs> drink blood and only the blood of peasants. <laughs> only the blood of peasants and those in the opposition party. So I, there was another one that I found about the royal family that I didn't include in here. And I'll just throw this as an enticer uh, is that Meghan Markle is a robot. Oh, she can't. Well, I mean, she is perfect. So the, the whole the whole theory behind it is 
is that when it, she, they were on the uh, the last airing of, of like a star or something, mm-hmm. it's like a talent show in the UK, and um, she was clapping, but her upper, like above her neck, was perfectly still. <laughs> Hold on, let me see. I can I do mean, that. <laughs> it's not very difficult. I mean, it's it's oh, well, easier than the head pat yeah. stomach rub. <laughs> well, oh, apparently you're a robot. Yep. Oh, that explains so much. Yeah, that's. What uh, it is. But yeah, I like the idea that he's a vampire. What? Uh, so what else? What else you got? What's number nine? Yeah. A uh, let's see. A star is flinging comets at Earth with its hands. Obviously, <laughs> so it's like it's like Patrick from SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> a uh, long-standing theory known as Nemesis, not Star Trek Nemesis. Nope, it definitely doesn't have the ST. In front of it. <laughs> it's data. Um, supposes <laughs> that there is some sort of Death Star on the outer edge of the solar system. Man, now you're mixing fandoms. <laughs> <laughs> Whose orbital motions perturb comets and the icy region of the objects known as the Oort Cloud. According to the myth, the star's gravity throws these comets toward the inner solar system, and these comets collide with Earth and cause mass extinctions every once every 27 million years. However, a 2011 study concluded that the idea is unlikely because the comet strikes in recorded history haven't happened with any regularity. The pattern that was recorded in the hoax is actually a statistical artifact or the result of researchers trying to find patterns in nature where they do not exist. The studies authors Arthur, Arthur, authors found. Hmm. So a star is born. Uh, it hurdles. <laughs> it hurdles. Lady comets. Gaga. <laughs> <laughs> Lady Gaga is hurdling comets at the Earth. That's the name of her next record. Right. I wouldn't be surprised by that. I don't know. I, I, you know, when it comes to spaceman, I'm I'm willing to pretty much accept anything. Like a, a spaceman? No, or? I mean just just <laughs> outer space in general. Yeah. Like, because there's still so much we don't know. Oh yeah, who knows? We don't even know stuff about our own planet. No, gosh, we understand like a minuscule amount of information about our own planet. And like when you think about it this way, we live on the very like the crust of our planet. How much? How many miles is below the crust that oh, we, don't, we yeah. know nothing about? We know nothing about, and it's like, how pretentious are we that we call our dirt Earth? Like, we don't go to Mars and be like, "Oh, I got a bucket of Mars here." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, well, it's, yeah. Or is it? Is it Earth just another name for dirt? Like some sci-fi thing I was watching. Yeah, they they called Earthlings dirtlings because uh, that's what they referred to themselves as was Earthlings, which was dirt. Yeah. And so they called them dirtlings. <laughs> I always thought that was funny. Um, number 10 here. I'm going to say this very slowly. Impending doom. That's right. Impending doom. DNA database. There is a theory which says the reason all of these DNA testing services have sprung up lately is because there is a looming doom for the earth and the government needs to know who to save. We've heard this as two different theories. Uh, one is that the government is cloning the best humans for a settlement to save the human race, so that would be you and I. Um, Obviously. Yeah, and the other is that when the time comes, the government will use the DNA database t- to pick the best population to repopulate the Earth. Recently, it was announced in a public press event at NASA that by 2024, we will start building a permanent base on the moon. This, coupled with the DNA database theory, means to some that whichever option will be used, the clones or those selected will live on the moon until the Earth is habitable again. And immediately, this makes me think of Sequest. Yeah. Remember when the, yep. the last season when they had the clones on there? Yep. Mm-hmm. So I have to give a little quick shout out. This last one is my, uh, is my boss's theory. And, oh, uh, so you got a bonus one here? Well, no, this one, this impending doom one. Oh, for impending doom? Yeah, this is my boss's theory. Oh, yeah. But, I mean, it, it totally fits. I mean, think about it. I mean, these, these spring up things of all these DNA, and they, they market it as, you know, your family's history, but who knows what they actually are going to mm-hmm. do with that data. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's like a, you know, kind of arc situation, right? Yeah. You know, they're gonna just going to collect everybody's stuff, and 
then we're going to inhabit, you know, we're going to inhabit Mars or, or the moon or something. And you take all these stories about the Hadron Collider and everything, and you throw that in the mix, and maybe they do know that something's coming. Maybe they did spark a black hole. Maybe. Maybe. Ooh. Ooh. They're just going to shoot our DNA into space, much like we should. <laughs> Never mind. This is a family program. Never mind. <laughs> uh, very interesting theory, though. I, I dig that. Uh, I mean, they, a lot of conspiracy theorists do say that, that the government, or at least the shadow government, yeah. definitely knows. So I, I do have a bonus for you. This is the uh, grand unified conspiracy theory. Otherwise known as Gookt. <laughs> sounds Klingon. <laughs> Only if you say it like Gookt. Gookt. Yeah. All right. So to uh, the most dedicated conspiracy theorist, none of these plots on their own is sufficient to explain the sustained malevolence of the world in which we live. Instead, each one is a manifestation of what Rationale Wiki describes as an interlocking hierarchy of conspiracies dun, dun, dun. in which all the world's events are controlled by a single evil entity. Hmm. It is the complex and self-reflective premise. It is, If it is correct, then it must be the case that awareness of the grand unified conspiracy theory Gucked. is itself a part of the conspirators plan. And so, of course, is this list. Ooh, see, now you got me all messed up. <laughs> so one entity, because uh, obviously, unless it's a, a Dread Pirates Roberts type thing, conspiracy theories have been around for a long time. Yeah. So is it, uh, you know, a mythical being, you know? Well, but, you know, you, you're applying human. Well, I, that's what I'm saying. Is it is it is it non-human? Well, my point is, is that you're applying human concept of time to something else. Mm. I mean, it could be in its timeline only a couple years old in, in the way that in the way that we understand time. So, a day to us is no way. A thousand days to uh, us is like a day to God or whatever that line is. I don't, I don't know what you're quoting from but the it, Bible. Okay, well, it must be true then. So, <laughs> the um. But yeah, I mean, so if it is some malevolent bean out there that... Uh, some bean? Some bean. It's just literally a, a great northern bean. <laughs> Pinto like, bean. No, it would obviously be a kidney bean. If that was the kidney. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's red on yep. the inside and the out. And the outside. And just, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah, these are the uh, 10 plus 1, let's say, of the conspiracy theories that you may not have heard of. Yeah, I mean, we didn't even touch on other things oh, like, uh, of so course, the much. moon landing being faked oh. by uh, yeah. Kubrick. Um, um, there's the old, uh, you know, chemtrails. Pod and, people. Yeah. Oh, God, this girl I used to date. I hope you're listening because I'm calling you out, Aaron. <laughs> she was all about them chemtrails, dude. Every time we were driving, she'd be she'd nudge me and be like, mm hmm. <laughs> mm hmm. And I'm like. Get out of here, man. You know? She's like, I don't ever see those in the country. <laughs> I'm just like, what? <laughs> the, um, what was it? The uh, Agent Orange and all that kind of stuff. Oh, they yeah. were saying they were spreading. Yeah. Right, just, I mean, we and we covered on the show before you came on MK Ultra, yep. but that was proven true. Um, and then, like I said, I've been listening to Hellier, and so there's a lot of stuff talking about stuff that Aleister Crowley believed and and things like that. So, yeah, I mean, there's just all kinds of stuff out there. Yeah, all kinds. Takes all kinds, takes all kinds. And we haven't even dipped into, like, uh, in the paranormal ghost field. Well, if you ever listen to, you know, stay up really late and listen to Coast to Coast, oh, there's yeah. all kinds We love of Coast to Coast. Stuff um, on there. And you can uh, listen. What's really cool is they've archived all of Art Bell's old stuff, and they're constantly archiving things yep. from Art Bell, who I... who. I mean, he was the progenitor of all this right. mainstream stuff in a lot of ways, and he he talks a lot. I, I just love listening to his his episodes, especially in the times before the age of the internet and things yeah, oh like yeah. that, yeah. when all you had was just this research from this person, and you kind of had to just 
go with it, yeah, you know? Take it on faith. <laughs> you know, it's like I always wondered if, like, George Nury and them, while they've got their guests on, are, like, researching the whole time. <laughs> like, yeah. well, buddy, let me tell you. Yeah. Though George is like, I believe everything. Um, <laughs> no, but I like George Nury, too. Yeah. All good guys. All good guys. Yeah, and it's like... God, I mean, we haven't, like I said, one of my favorite conspiracy theories, and we talked about it a little bit with Keith. In fact, there's two, is one that the Vatican houses. Oh, yeah, I've heard that. Just all this amazing stuff. There's a topic that I want to cover one day about, uh, I can't remember the name of it. I think it's just like called Cro- Chronovision or something along those lines that the Vatican is said to have had created, where they can like see into the future and stuff like that Mm. with it. And um, they were able to create a television that projected it uh, and stuff like that. There's it's check. It's on the topic list. We will be covering that down the road. There's the whole, uh, I don't know if you ever watched the, uh, the show that was, I think it was on stars called uh, Da Vinci's demons. Yes. That was a really good show. So they talked about like like some of the things that Da Vinci uncovered or found out were hidden away by the Vatican in their under store and under underground vaults and everything. And so just all that stuff, man, just so many great conspiracies out there. So many great stories. And of course, speaking of stories, that's my segue uh, into our listener story. So this is our last listener story of uh, the time on WCHQ. Um, so this one again comes from haunted Kentucky, um, or the, uh, the haunted history of Kentucky, excuse me. Uh, and this one comes from a woman named Hannah Smith. And, uh, this is the one I told you about. She, she catches another, oh, it's just your imagination. Uh, but wait, do you see what happens after that? So, uh, take a listen. This is Hannah Smith's story. I had a weird experience that happened to me when I was eight years old. I had a home that caught on fire, and no, I didn't burn it down. Here's what actually happened. As I was fixing to go to bed one night, I heard something or someone, ethereal, tell me that I wouldn't have a home to come home to soon. After that happened, I began to smell burnt wires. I asked my mom if she smelled the burned wires, and she said no, that she didn't smell a thing. She said I was just imagining things, and I should just go to bed. Well, I couldn't go to sleep. I was so scared that night. It was so hard to go to sleep. When I got up the next morning, I got ready for school, and I asked my mom again if she could smell the burning wires, and she again said no. But I went to school. When I got to school that morning, I couldn't concentrate on my schoolwork because I was just still so scared. I was scared that I wouldn't have a home to come home to. And nobody would believe me, except one teacher. She told me something or someone, Earth Real, had told her that my home was on fire. She cried and I cried too. Later on that afternoon, as I got off the bus, there were fire trucks and firefighters there looking up the mountain. They told us that there was nothing they could do because the house was on top of the mountain and they couldn't get to it. When we walked up the hills to get to where the house was, we found that there was nothing left of our house. Just the chimney that was down in the basement was left and the carport was black as the ace of spades. I finally saw my mama and she burst out crying and so did I. She looked at me and she said, Honey, I'm so sorry that I didn't believe you. Next time I will listen to you. We hugged and stared at the space our home used to be. So yeah, it wasn't really her imagination then, no. was it? What what interests me the most is is not the voice telling her, Hey, your your house is gonna burn down and things like that. It's the fact that her teacher also Right. Like, like very much believed that as well. She had her own voice come to her. But what I want to ask is, is, is did you guys go check, you know, um, did you call? But I mean, we don't know what time it was going to be. So, you know, maybe it happened while she was driving home on the bus. And, you know, if this is out in in the country, it could have been a long trip. I mean, my bus ride was an hour every morning there and back. Um, I'm not going to lie. When, uh, if somebody, if I'm at home and somebody, my kids, my wife, anybody comes to me and says, you smell that? Kind of smells like burning, whatever. I'm going to check jumping. everything. Checking everything. Yeah. 
Um, but what a remarkable story. Thank you, Hannah, for sending that in. I'm shaken by that. And I'm sure it was such a traumatic experience yeah. for you because just like our PSA, here was a moment you weren't believed by anyone. But one. T- uh, thank goodness you had a teacher that, right. that stuck by your side. And I hope you're still in contact with them. Um but yeah, what a fantastic story. Yep. Uh, and no, you can always send your stories to us even after WCHQ. We're still our podcast. We still take all the stories. You can send those to fearscapepodcast at gmail.com or just find us on Twitter, uh, Instagram, anywhere. Hit us up. Let us know. We would desperately love to get those stories. Oh, yeah. Love them. We, we, and I have a good little backlog going on right now, but, uh, if I, if you send me one that really hits me, I might use it first. So, (laughs) (laughs) and it doesn't even have to do with anything we talked about. So, but thank you again, Hannah Smith. Um, but we need to get out of here. Um, but thank you so much, uh, to everyone that listens, all the patrons here at uh, 100.9 FM WCHQ. Thank you guys so much uh, for 10 years for the station and a year for Fearscape FM. Um, We have had an absolute blast here. This even comes from Brad. Uh, we all just had an absolute good time. Yep, we are so thankful been. for the uh, the fan mail we got and uh, everything that we received from you guys has just been overwhelmingly awesome. And we're so thankful. And please keep listening to us on, on all the streaming things. They're pretty easy to listen to, especially if you're already streaming in the WCHQ app. Just go ahead and get Stitcher or TuneIn or Anchor or any of those yep. and just listen to us on there. It's super easy. And just go ahead and follow there. That way you'll know whenever we drop a new, mm-hmm. a new podcast. Yeah, or and, subscribe on yeah. iTunes. What, whatever it takes so but we are going to get out of here make sure to uh listen to all the other podcasts on the dnn at destination comics uh, dot com slash dnn uh and on that i guess we got to get out of here man yep sad sad to say goodbye uh but on that i will catch you on the flip side this has been stefan and uh the truth is out there this has been josh and remember everybody make sure to hold those blankets extra tight And we got to go. Good night, everybody. Good night.